Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 20 quarterback rankings for week two of the NFL season. While you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content, all I ask is that you guys hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and then comment your thoughts down below. It could be start sit questions, it could be trade advice, waiver wire stuff, really anything fantasy football related, I will respond to you down below as soon as I can. But let's just get right into the video. Starting off with my 20th ranked quarterback, it's going to be Matt Ryan. And he is coming off just a pretty rough overall game from this Falcons team. And that is why he's fallen a little bit in these rankings. I believe week one, he was probably somewhere around 16, 17, 18. But that team just looked terrible. You know, the saving grace for him this week may be the fact that the Buccaneers are going to destroy that defense so badly that he's going to have to throw so much. I mean, he could be around 50 pass attempts because I don't think they're going to be running the ball with Mike Davis through that Tampa Bay Bucks run D. So they're probably just going to be attacking that secondary. You know, I'm not saying it's going to be crazy efficient, but if you're throwing close to 50 passes, you probably end up being fantasy relevant. We saw it last week with Trevor Lawrence, dude threw three picks, 51 pass attempts gets you like 300 yards, three touchdowns, and you can put together a decent day. At number 19, I have Ben Roethlisberger, another QB coming off a rough week one. This is just a much better matchup this week against the Raiders. I think they're really just going to be able to open up this offense. Najee's going to start working in. We're going to have these wide receivers start to show out. And once you can kind of get these pieces going around Ben Roethlisberger, if he's not the guy who has to really run everything, that's when I think you start to see him succeed. He just has to hit these guys, doesn't have to make a ton of tough throws. That's where he's really going to thrive and put up that fantasy production. I have Jameis coming in here at 18, coming off a massive week one game. One of the weirdest stat lines ever, five passing touchdowns, under 150 passing yards. I've been talking about this game from the Packers side, where I'm kind of just going to toss it out the window. I just don't really know what to make of this for the Saints. It's just so weird. So I really feel like I'm just going to have to take a wait and see approach with Winston. If he goes out against the Panthers defense, which is not a bad unit, throws for 250 yards, pair of touchdowns, then I can kind of start to buy into the Jameis Winston hype. I'm just a little bit skeptical right now. Then at 17, I have Trevor Lawrence. This is a tough matchup against this Denver Broncos defense, but kind of like I mentioned for Matt Ryan, he's going to have to throw the ball a ton. I expect the Broncos to go up early, and that means that he's going to have to be playing catch up. He does have very solid weapons. Hopefully he can just play an overall better game than he did week one, because three picks against the Texans defense, that does not bode well for the rest of the season. And then here at 16, I have the quarterback he's going to be matched up against. And basically this is going to be a general rule. Whatever quarterback is playing the Jaguars, they are probably going to be starter worthy. We saw Tyrod Taylor light them up week one with basically no offense around him. This is an offense filled with Brandon Cooks, Danny Amendola, who they signed off the street a week ago, and then just a retirement home at the running back position. And Taylor still balled out. So Bridgewater went out, had an impressive week one against that Giants defense, 283 total yards, two touchdowns. He's not going to be putting up any insane stat lines, but he's just kind of a safe guy for you to start, especially in a smash matchup. And Jerry Judy is going to be out, but he really just has a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. You still have Sutton, you have KJ Hamler, you have Tim Patrick, Noah Fant at tight end. You've got Gordon and Javante at running back. So just a lot of guys to help support him. That's why he's kind of like a mid to high end QB2 option. At 15, I have Baker going up against the Texans. I think the key for Baker here is he's going to have to score his points early. I do think they're going to score a lot, 
But the question is, you know, can he get them up before they just start to run the ball down the Texans' throats with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? If he can, I think he's in store for a very solid day. At 14, I have Kirk Cousins. The man is just going to be a consistent high-end QB2 start. Played great against the Bengals. You know, he really just did everything you could ask for, and I'm expecting similar results this week. Joe Burrow faced off against Kirk last week, and he's here at number 13, a matchup against this Bears defense. Matthew Stafford lit them up. That secondary did not look good. They had two really just major blown coverages on deep passes. One of them, Cooper Cup, had no one within like 10 yards of him. I mean, he was 10 yards past the safeties and the corners. And then another one where they give up a deep ball, and then they just don't tag the guy when he's on the ground, gets into the end zone. Burrow's going to feast, T. Higgins is going to feast, and Jamar Chase is going to feast. And then we're into our top 12 here, kind of like what I would consider the QB1s. We've got Ryan Tannehill here at 12. I've talked about this for Henry, for A.J. Brown, for Julio. I'm willing to scrap that week one. If they bounce back this week, then I feel the same way I did about Ryan Tannehill going into the season. Then I have Matthew Stafford here at number 11, and it honestly kind of hurts to rank him this low. It's really nothing against Matthew Stafford. It speaks more to the fact that there is so much depth at the quarterback position. If you're in a 12 or 10 team league, every single person in that league probably feels confident with their starting quarterback, which is not something I think you can say you know, on a year to year basis. So this is not an anti-Matthew Stafford ranking. It really just points to the top talents ahead of him and some better matchups. At 10, I have Jalen Hurts. He played great week one, really did everything you want to see, was great as a passer, and was great at using his legs. He does draw a tougher test this week against the 49ers defense. So if he can pass that, like if he goes out 200 passing yards, maybe 50 plus rushing, gets a few touchdowns, then he really probably has to get pushed more into that mid-tier QB1 category. I have Aaron Rodgers at nine, and it was kind of tough to rank him this low too, especially because he's going up against the Lions. Basically everyone from 11 up, if I have them on my team, I feel great putting them in my lineup. This whole list is so rough because then Lamar at eight and Josh Allen at seven, both of those seem harsh. They're both kind of coming off of not spectacular performances. So I do feel like it's okay for me to put some of these guys with great matchups ahead of them. And that's why I have Dak here at number six, looked great week one. And I feel like this is kind of going to get into a similar game script. The Cowboys defense is going to be bad. Justin Herbert is going to carve them up. I have him here ranked at number five for that reason. We just found out Demarcus Lawrence is going to be out for that game. So I just don't see this Cowboys offense stopping them. They're going to just have to be going back and forth. Dak is going to be feeding Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, and he could total, you know, 50 pass attempts again. I already talked about Herbert, so that's going to lead into Tom Brady, and he has another very favorable matchup this week. Played against the Cowboys last week, and I really don't think people kind of understand how great Brady played. You know, PFF puts out their rankings. Brady had the highest at the quarterback position, and the entire comment section is just talking about, oh, how is Brady the highest when he had two interceptions? I don't really know if it's just Brady hate or the fact that they don't understand the PFF grading system or really watch the game. I mean, those picks, one comes on a Hail Mary, literally nothing you can do about that. The other one was literally a perfectly executed screen pass to Leonard Fournette, who just decided to volley it up into the air. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do about that. And then he had a great deep pass to Chris Godwin, drops it on another drive. Godwin fumbles within the 10. So we really could have been looking at like a 450 yard, five or six passing touchdown game with no interceptions, really just stuff out of his control, kind of limited that. But in another great matchup this week against the Falcons, we know he always balls out against the Falcons. 
just babied them in the Super Bowl. And in the last two games last season, their divisional matchups. In my wide receiver rankings video, I went through the big three wide receivers on that Bucks team and went through their stats in those two games. For Brady, he combined for 789 passing yards and six touchdowns. This Falcon secondary is still very weak. We saw Jalen Hurts carve right through them. So this is going to be a massive day for Tom Brady, which is why I feel comfortable kind of bumping him up over these top tier quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And then another guy who has a great matchup this week is Russell Wilson at number three. This Titans secondary is just horrendous. I've been talking about how I'm willing to kind of scrap this Texans overall game. I'm willing to do that for the offense because they've proven for back-to-back years that they are a very solid unit for this defense. I think this is kind of just a thing. Their secondary is not good. Kyler carved through them all game and the Seahawks looked so good against the Colts, which is a very solid defense. So this is a great opportunity for Russ to continue his hot start. So here with our top two quarterbacks, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes at number two. He just has a slightly tougher matchup this week against the Ravens, whereas Kyler's going up against the Vikings, who just got torched by Joe Burrow and his weapons. So I'm expecting a big day from Kyler. He was my QB2 going into the season, and I feel great about having him ranked there. All right, so those are my top 20 quarterbacks for week two. I hope you guys enjoyed the video. If you did, please just smash that like button, hit the subscribe, and then comment your thoughts down below. If you want to see more content like this, I'm also going to be posting my running back rankings, my wide receiver rankings, and my tight end rankings today. So look out for those. But that's all I have. Thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you next time.